Hello, and thank you for joining us for another edition of the National College Podcast with myself, Jack Gallagher. I must say that I need to extend that thanks also to all of the schools and staff members who have contributed their respective stories so far. It truly has brought our An Educator's Insight series to life. Stepping into that role today is Amy Whedon of Edward Peake Church of England Middle School, who've had a real engaging relationship with the National College, amassing over 30,000 minutes of CPD in the process. Amy, welcome to the podcast. Let's go back to the beginning first, shall we? Where did you begin your career in education? Uh, so uh, I'm currently an assistant head teacher at uh, Edward Peake Middle School. Um, I've been in the role now for three and a half years. Um, prior to that, I was a head of year and um, a subject leader for physical education. Um, I've been at the school now for around eight or nine years and just kind of gradually worked my way up. Um, well, I, I started out just as a, as a plain old PE teacher in my, my early days of teaching, um, but very quickly kind of wanted to get into those leadership roles and, and have always kind of enjoyed the, the training and the kind of, you know, development side of, of, of the role and everything that, that brought with it. Did you, as I say, you've had, always had aspirations then by the looks of it, of, you know, developing yourself further. What was it about senior leadership roles that attracted you? Was it that development or were there other facets as well that um, inspired you, if you like, to, to um, reach out and try and aim for the, for the senior leadership role that you're obviously now in? Uh, I, th- I think for me, it, I, I never really in, aspired to become a senior leader. Um, in my early days of teaching, a lot of the kind of courses and the training that I did, you were surrounded by um, kind of ASTs and advanced skills teachers. And that was always kind of the route that I wanted to go. Um, I've always really enjoyed looking at the, you know, the, the kind of the pedagogy side of, of, of teaching. Um, always just wanting to kind of improve really and, and really rooted in the classroom. But then those roles became more and more difficult to kind of come by and then eventually were, were kind of done away with almost. So then this opportunity came up in the school that I was working in. Um, and it was at, at the time a kind of almost an extension of my role. The, the role that I take on now is very much seated in teaching and learning. Um, whereas in the beginning, it was, it was almost like a, a head of key stage role. Um, it was much more kind of wide and diverse. Uh, it, it took a lot on uh, kind of the behaviour side and things. So it was it was very quickly required me to uh, expand my skill set a little bit and make sure that I could be, uh, you know, kind of a knowledge base for other people. Um, whereas now, um, the last couple of years, we've, we've really kind of looked at streamlining our roles and making them a lot more kind of purposeful. So for, for me, it's a teaching and learning role. So my, my job is, um, you know, providing training opportunities for staff I run professional pit stops um, uh, kind of once a week, just 10, 15 minutes, just to bring people up to speed with the, the kind of pedagogy that we want them to be exposed to for the classroom. Um, looking at, obviously, um, CPD opportunities in school, looking at the training sessions that we can run. I work very closely with one of our other assistant heads, Catherine, who um, is very much seated in with the subject leaders, and she's our curriculum assessment guru. Um, so it's it's quite a different role to to where I started a few years ago but now it's exactly where I want to be. So it goes without saying then and and you've mentioned it there that CPD is is crucial to you and the importance you place on it um, must be significant. What um, do you factor in when you're deciding on a CPD provider? Obviously the last year has obviously forced hands in terms of you know schools going remote 
but what what is it what are the things that you look for from a provider when, when you're you know searching out that cpd and, and those opportunities for for all staff i suppose for us it, it really made sense at the time to to go with the national college we we wanted to make a bit of a move around our um, cpd becoming a little bit more flexible and accessible to all of our staff um traditionally teaching staff have always had access to um, CPD opportunities quite readily because we tie it into their um, appraisal and their performance management um, and obviously it's you know it's really important for us to make sure that our our teaching staff are staying as up to date as they possibly can with with the skill sets that they need for the classroom um, but we we recognize that actually um, the teaching assistants and some of our support staff they find it a lot more difficult to access the training um, if you've got a support staff member that's working with a child with an EHCP, they've spent months, if not years, building up a relationship with that child. You can't suddenly take them out for a day to go off and do some training and put somebody unknown with that child. So we found that difficult for a while. Um, so to be able to have the kind of the flexibility from the National College and, and be able to actually you know, allow those people to access that during any PPA time or you know, during holidays and things like that, and particularly during the lockdowns, it meant that when they weren't based in school with those children, they had a lot of a lot of time that then they could be doing something purposeful. Um, and we found that equally, it's it's allowed people to kind of expand the kinds of courses that they would do. Often we um, we kind of specialise in, in one area, um, and you know, your your um, maths leaders will look at kind of mastery courses, things like that. Whereas now. A lot of our, our staff have kind of expanded and they, they've trained in kind of various safeguarding aspects or we've got teaching assistants that have managed to kind of branch out their skill sets and you know, look at autism even though they may they may work with um, kind of children with, with other sensory needs. Um, from, from another point of view, a, a big thing for us has to be cost. We've <laughs> invested a lot of money um, over the years and I'm very, very lucky in that, that my head teacher has always kind of committed to, um, you know, putting money aside for, for CPD. But unfortunately, by the time you've factored in, um, you know, any kind of statutory training for every single staff member for the year, normally you've wiped out a third of your, your CPD budget before you've really started. Um, so unfortunately, that does come down to it. Um, and like I say, we, we tie it into um, kind of appraisal and things like that as well. So as long as it's all kind of tied back into our school improvement plan and those those development plans for each member of staff, then if if the uh, training looks as though it's going to be positive and it looks as though it's going to have an impact on not just our staff, but at the end of the day, our teaching and learning and our people outcomes, then we've always tried to prioritise it. I suppose we spoke about off air around the, the amount of minutes, the sheer volume of, of minutes of CPD that you've, you've completed. I suppose you're now seeing that um, staff are taking on the training themselves and, and you know, pursuing those areas um, off their own back. Obviously, you, you set out the programme for them and they have, you know, they have a, a strategic plan, but, you know, they're going off now and, and searching for new things on the website. So it's almost by word of mouth that staff are obviously recommending things that, to one another and, and you know, developing themselves, would you say that? Definitely, yeah. I mean, we, we started kind of when we really looked at um, using the National College at kind of just over a year ago, really, is when we, we kind of invested in it fully. Um, I published a kind of a list of um, the, the training opportunities on there that different staff might find useful. Um, and we very, very quickly found that um, where people were kind of messaging each other, um, then, you know, a, a lot of our kind of pastoral staff were, were taking on 
um, extra kind of um, training courses. And like I say, particularly our learning support assistants, um, a lot of them have been been looking at that. But you know, when I when I look through and I see a lot of the certificates that are coming through, so many more staff are trained in things like first aid and all of those things that you know only PE staff or those staff that were leading trips and things would have done. So I think I think people are are able now to actually kind of pursue things that they find interesting and you know things that they they think would be of use to them on a on a more personal level as well as a professional one. Um, which of course we always try and encourage in schools, but when you are tied financially, um, often often that's that's not really able able to happen. But yeah, definitely you, you get these kind of clusters of staff that you know work closely together. But when they're sending you through the certificates, you think, oh, okay, this has obviously been a pattern here, and they've talked to each other, and they've, they've then kind of coincided with what they what they've undertaken. I suppose if you send in stuff off um, in one groups of ones and twos or even uh, just you know just on their own to, to training courses for a day and they come back and then it's, it's straight back into that school life there isn't an opportunity to maybe discuss some of the training they've undertaken with with fellow colleagues whereas having that online platform and you know a couple of staff members can get together and, and discuss actually um, a course that they're you know they're doing at the same time so have you found that as well that there has been a sort of ongoing comparative um, attitude towards the training if, if you like I have to say we um we've always had a little bit of a caveat attached to any training that that we invest in um, with staff in that you know we we try and carefully select not just the courses but also the the staff members that that we think would really benefit from it and one of the caveats is that on our um, kind of assessment and, and CPD calendar we factor in kind of um, once a month or once every half term some um, kind of sharing sessions where we have whole staff and then we we expect the staff that have been on to those training sessions actually to then you know deliver the the kind of the highlights of that um we i always ask them just for golden nuggets you know it, it doesn't matter where you're going around school into classrooms or onto courses um even if you know you're it's not even a subject area or something that you are particularly um invested in in school i you always say to staff look for a golden nugget take one thing away from you that you can share with us so for us that 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 sharing um you know happened a lot more when when things were very normal in school whereas now everything obviously being done virtually for us it's actually been the opposite that we're finding we've got less um less sharing with the whole staff um than, than we had before but more sharing between you know those groups groups of teachers that actually work very closely together as i always do with, with every guest amy that i have on the podcast as sort of a roundup um question if, if you like I ask for their biggest takeaway or their, their biggest positive of, of using the National College. You've mentioned a, a breadth of uh, positives there through, throughout the conversation we've, we've just had. Would that be an easy one to surmise or would, would there be a couple of standout points that you would pick? I think for me, it's it's possibly going to sound odd, but I, I know I've, I keep saying that, yes, my job is rooted in teaching and learning and very much with the classroom teachers, but I think the impact that it's had on uh, not just our mindset, but the the, the feeling of um, kind of worth and access to CPD that our wider staff have had has been really, really positive. Um, I think it kind of takes away that ceiling that you used to inevitably, but accidentally place on staff just because of the usual time constraints that you had or, um, you know, funding or, you know, a particular child that that person would work with. And now it allows people to actually pursue something if they've got an interest in it or if it's something that they look to work towards 
And I think that's really important because otherwise you do get some staff that, you know, somewhere along the line have, have been pigeonholed into this one particular box. And because they're very good at that one particular skill set, they continue down that path. And it, it may not be the one that they wish to kind of continue to pursue in school. And I think it's really important that people can get access to that really wide range of skills and training out there, which otherwise normally um, in, in standard circumstances, like you said, if you're sending somebody off for a day or two days onto a training, you know, you're, you're without that person in school. And that person is really, really important to us within those walls. Um, whereas if they can do that training, you know, stopping and starting and accessing in their own time, they're, they're still then having that access and they can bring that in, into their wider teaching and, you know, that, un that understanding comes in um, back into school, but without any of the, the upheaval that comes with it. And I think it, it, it's, it's made me think slightly differently before I was very tied to, is this in your appraisal? Can you tell me what impact this is going to have on your teaching and these children? Whereas actually, you know, for a well-being sense as well for those staff, if, if people have a, a genuinely a genuine interest in, in that um, skill set, then it is something that we've been able to let them pursue and I've, I've looked to do that further, I think. Wonderful. I think that's a great place to, to conclude the conversation. Amy, I really, really appreciate um, your time um, and, and candor that you've spoken with there around uh, the package. It really is a really is a great benefit, I'm sure, and that's going to be a huge benefit to our members and, uh, and prospective members as well. So, uh, Amy, really, really appreciate your time today. No problem. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you, Amy. Great to speak with you today. Thank you.